Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm Pat Sloan, and this is my favorite day of the week. Monday is Monday afternoons when I get to chat quilting for a full hour, and you get to listen in. Uh, so I am excited because I have Kelly Fannin here, and her website just makes me smile every time I go to it. Her tagline is, seriously, I think it needs stitches, like, you know, perfect, perfect for a quilter. So Kelly, thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. You know, I just love, I mean, your website is actually called That Looks Like It Needs Stitches. Uh, yeah. Why, why did you pick that? I mean, it's just perfect. Well, I worked as a nurse for 12 years. Oh. And so it seemed like I was always telling people, like, I think I think you should, I think it needs stitches. No, I think you <laughs> should get looked at. And so that just seemed like a good thing to bring over into sewing. Oh, I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, how, how did you start quilting? Um, both sides of my family are quilters back ah. generation, but they just kind of used what they had and made scrap quilts just to keep warm. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of got into it that way. And then I really started more after I had my son making him baby blankets and quilts and things like mm-hmm. that. I think so many people, it's like there's a, a there's always a baby involved with their first quilt, it seems. Yeah, they're very inspirational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that baby needs a quilt. Let's make one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I first uh, sort of saw your work when your mod uh, geocruiser pattern, your quilt, uh, was yeah. like splashing all over the place. Can you tell me about that quilt? Well, a friend of mine had emailed me and told me that there was a contest that Art Gallery was having a Make It Right challenge where they wanted people to come up with designs using Angela Walter's first fabric line. Mm-hmm. And so she just encouraged me to try to come up with something. And so um, my husband is a cyclist, and so I've spent a good amount of time loitering in bike shops like he has in quilt yeah. shops with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I always end up just looking at all the colorful cruisers while he's looking at the other gears and things. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the design I came up with. And then um, I got a lot of questions about if there was a pattern, and that kind of got me into pattern writing. Well, it is so darling. I Thank can you. see, yeah, it really, really is. It's a great big bike. How big is the quilt? I think it is, I can't remember right off the top of my head. I think it's like 68 by 76 or something like that. Big impact. Did you win? Did you yeah. win the con- I won, yes. I won. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Uh, it is just just incredibly darling and I like anything oversized you know like for me I just like I I gravitate towards that you do a lot of image-based projects your your projects are less patchworky I mean you do both but you also have a lot of things when you look at it like the bike they're an item they're an item why do you gravitate towards that I think I gravitate towards that because I get I tend to lose my my attention span if I have to make one block over and over. Mm -hmm. And so I like 
the satisfaction of how it all kind of turns into a puzzle and you can see it coming together as you go. Mm-hmm. And you do most of your image-based quilts are pieced, right? Yes. That's probably more from my fear of applique. I haven't quite (laughs) conquered that yet. (laughs) Oh, it's not hard. (laughs) I like the straight seam. I like a straight seam. Anyone can do it. It's really easy. But, yeah, I have to conquer applique someday. (laughs) So how do you um, think about your image base when you're doing doing it by piecing only? Do you graph it out, um, build it on your wall? I usually graph it out on graph paper. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of changing around and everything to get <laughs> kind of the proportions right sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the fun for me, like the puzzle and the math and getting it all to look right in the end. So because there's a, a lot of, um, you know, squares and rectangles and, tri- you know, triangle-looking shapes, do you have a, a favorite technique for um, triangles that you like to do? I haven't done a lot with triangles, but I started working with triangles on a roll when I was making the Mod Geo Cruiser pattern because that had a lot of half-square triangles. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered their other products. They have um, one of my patterns, Kaleidoscrap, uses 22-degree angles. Okay. And they have a roll of paper that you can make just a roll of spiky angles on the foundation paper. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so easy, and then the points come out almost perfect every time. And I'm really challenged with perfect points, so <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> And how do you get the paper off of it? Do you have a tip? Um, If you decrease your stitch length to one and a half or even one when you're sewing, then it it pretty much comes right off when you're done. Okay. So you just like, do you fold it like to make a crease and then it just, just the perforation just pulls off easy? Yeah, it just pulls off. Yeah, sometimes I don't even fold it over, but just having your stitch so small just kind of perforates it, and then it peels right off. Yeah. Cool. So one of your quilts I discovered when I was um, looking around for layouts of many, many blocks (laughs) because of Mm -hmm. my Splendid Sampler project. We were just looking around to say, well, what have people done for layouts? And I came across your Homestead Betty quilt. And Mm -hmm. just about fell out of my chair. It is so gorgeous. Um, Can you can can you describe? It's like it's a it's a zigzag layout of um, what are they? Are they six inch blocks? They're four. It's four inch blocks. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Yeah, and then it it came together in a chevron layout, which I kind of discovered by accident when I was designing Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. and then it became a lot more exciting after that. But yeah. yeah, it's all it's all pieced, straight seams, four inch blocks. Holy and cow! The so, setting pieces are kind of what turns it into a chevron. Yeah, because they're they're actually they're not like on point. The actual blocks themselves right. are straight are exactly. set straight. Yeah. So why did you design this? Well, that was kind of an accident. I was trying to design something else, and then it kind mm-hmm. of just morphed into that 
And then I kind of figured out by accident how it looked like it twisted and wound through the chevrons. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of inspired by the Dear Jane quilt because I could look at that quilt all day. Just the I tiny know. blocks and all the pieces and it's kind of scrappy. And, and so I was kind of just thinking about that when I did the tiny blocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it it's kind like, of just... Tiny blocks are like tiny center. houses, right? They're just... Uh... Yes. <laughs> So cute. Did you actually, did you make a, a Dear Jane yourself or are you working on one? I haven't yet. I haven't been mm-hmm. brave enough to tackle it, but I want, that's on my bucket list of quilts to make. That's one I want to make someday. Yeah. So have you thought about what fabrics you'll use? I don't know. I kind of want to use, my grandmother gave me all of her scraps Oh my. when she passed away. And so I have a lot of just bins of old, old scraps and I kind of want to use all of those and make a scrappy one yeah oh my goodness Kelly that would be gorgeous I need to do it don't I (laughs) yes you do you do need to do it you (laughs) you I think there's applique in there (laughs) (laughs) do you have the book of course you have the book right I do have the book I'm the book I like to look at the book yeah I need to make it Find a simple block in there and your grandma's fabric and make one block. You can do it before you go to bed tonight, okay? Okay. I will. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, then send me a picture of this. I'll send you a picture, not the block. I have to keep the block. That's right. No, no. I just want a picture of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I started one of those years ago. So it's like sort of my forever project. You know, it'll it'll be going on forever, I think. Um. How far are you? How far along did you get? Oh my goodness! I maybe did about thirty blocks, but I was very nutty in the beginning, Kelly, because I took two classes with Brenda Papadakis, and then in Gettysburg, uh, and so I got a little nutty and just sort of zoomed through a bunch, and then I did swaps with people way back when it was <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I have it all. I have it all. Yeah. So. You you talked about your grandmother's, you know, and your family having quilts. Mm-hmm. Are there any, in, you know, antiques that you have that, you know, are kind of special? I mean, I have all one. Special, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have some that are just scrap. We're kind of utility quilts, and mm. a couple of them are made out of wool scraps. Oh and wow! And then I have one that is really special. It's set in red and yellow, and then the other, it's a tumbling block. But they're set, so it makes a star, and then the other parts of the tumbling block are red and yellow. So it's kind of bright, but it has, like, 30s, 40s, and 50s scraps in it. Oh, wow. And it it was made by my grandma's aunt, so it would be my great aunt. Mm-hmm. And I think she lived from the late, I think she was born in the late 1890s, and then she passed away in the 1970s, so... It was interesting. It was always a quilt top that we always looked at growing up. Mm-hmm. And finally, in the 90s, my grandma and my mom and maybe a couple of aunts put it in a frame in her family room and oh. hand-quilted it. So it's kind of through the generations been finished, and then she gave that to me. That's my most prized quilt. Oh, wow. But the back of it, when they got it out to quilt it, the back is partially hand-pieced and oh. partially machine-pieced. So it really kind of spanned a long time. 
Yeah, those are always fun to know, like, you personally now have some background to it because you can remember it. Um, yeah. And then you can bring that story forward with your family. So that's really, yeah, yeah very good. It'll probably last forever if it was made in the 70s, some part of it, those fabrics. Yeah. Seem to go away. That's well, he passed away in the 70s, so it oh. doesn't quite have any 70s fabric. Oh, yeah, it might not. That's right. It's a little older than but, that. Yeah. Well, Kelly, this has been so yeah. much fun to hear about your projects. I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me. We'll be right back. Choose from more than 100 of your favorite patterns from American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilts and More, and Quilt Sampler, all available online. Buy downloadable patterns today at apqshop.com. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg, Executive Editor of American Patchwork and Quilting, and I'd like to invite you to join me in making pillowcases and creating smiles. For people who love to sew or quilt, it's so easy to lift spirits and bring smiles to hospitalized kids, homeless families, and others in need. Simply join American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine's One Million Pillowcase Challenge. Make one, two, or many more pillowcases and donate them in your local community. You'll create just as many smiles. Join the movement today. Find complete details, download free patterns, and record your donations online at allpeoplequilt.com backslash million pillowcases. Quilt along with us in 2016. Join our third annual quilt along by making a quilt, a one block pillow, or all four projects featuring plus sign designs. Visit allpeoplequilt.com slash quilt along for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media using the hashtag APQQuiltalong to join the fun. Follow American Patchwork and Quilting on Pinterest to find ideas for bags, baby projects, pillowcases, storage and organization, and more. Visit Pinterest.com backslash APQ Magazine to join the fun. Welcome back to American Patrick and Quilting's talk show, and I am super excited. We're going to talk about curves. I know that you all love them. Yeah, don't tell me that you don't love them. You certainly do. And uh, I get to talk for the next section here with my good friend, John Kubinek, uh, Big Rig Quilting. So, John, you have the best book ever, New Spin on Drunkard's Path. Thanks for writing Perfect. that. <laughs> You're welcome. I had fun doing it. It was lots of fun. You know, this is, I'm so glad that you could come on and talk about curves because do you find you go out and teach a lot? Are you finding that people still go like ah curves and you know get a little scared of them? Yeah, yeah, they are. And uh, you know, I start off the class by saying it's like you know, by the time you get out of here, you'll be fine and loving them and you only need to use three pins to do it and they look at me like the fat horns coming out of my head but then about a half hour later they're they're believers right <laughs> so how did you get inspired to explore this because what you're doing in your book is showing us very unique ways this is not like an antique version of a drunkard's path this is they're really really cool versions what what made you go this way um, my crazy mind. Uh, <laughs> I, 
I was at the uh, the Red and White Show in New York City several years ago, and there was a quilt hanging way up high, and we weren't sure if it was applique circles, but when we zoomed in, we discovered it was really like a drunkard's path version. And they're just like big red circles on a white field and got me thinking like, well, what else could you do? And so it's like the idea for one of the blocks came to me about four in the morning and I got up and sketched it out. And then uh, it just kind of tumbled out from there. Um, so playing out with what else I could do. And well, I went... I love that you actually have that inspiration in the book. You were able to get a photo of that quilt. Yes, it was one of the photos I took. Uh, I took a, oh, God, I, I spent hours upon hours every day there, and I took a whole bunch of pictures. And uh, so those ones, those shots in the book from the show are, are my pictures that I took when I was there. Super, super. Yeah. So how did you lay out the book? Um, what is sort of the basic uh, sort of flow of it? Well, the basic flow is, uh, starts out in the beginning um, with just, how to sew a curve and how to sew a drunkard's path block. Uh, but then there's also a section that, or if people don't want to use a commercially uh, made template, acrylic template, it shows them how they can make a template out of acrylic plastic, and there's patterns in the back. And then it moves into some photos, uh, because I think people learn better if they can see what it actually looks like, step-by-step -step photos of how to do the variations uh, for the quilts that are in the book. And then finally, they're just, 12 great projects that use all the variations in different ways. You know, I love the, the step-out photos. You did a fantastic job. They're very um, nicely, they're, they're close up enough, you know, that you, we can see and sort of, you can like put the book next to you, right, and just follow along. You could do that, be, yeah, very much so. And a uh, few people have used the book already have said they really appreciate that and, and uh, it helped them along a lot. So when you were when you were sketching these out and sort of playing around, let's let's talk about one of the variations because you did such creative things, John. I love the corner triangle variation. Tell me about how you you came up with that. Well, that was the one that kind of popped into my head about three or four in the morning, and I. <laughs> And then I thought I'd come up with something new, but then somebody had said once, if you think you've got something new, you haven't looked hard enough. And sure <laughs> enough, I looked in, like, you know, design books, and a block like that showed up way back when somebody that somebody had done. Um, so, but it's just basically a drunkard's path block, and it's like almost making a snowball block. You take a, you know, a square and throw on the diagonal and trim it off, and all of a sudden you have corner triangles. And, uh, you know, when you put them all together, it just... You can get all kinds of fun designs that start happening. You know, why don't we talk a little detail about the, about the curves themselves? What might sure. be, you know, because you, you teach a lot, John, so what do you find that people, like, maybe do wrong? You know, what, can, what do you have to correct the most when, you're, when you discover how they already sew curves? Well, I think most of them are, have, have been just afraid, so they don't even go there. But <laughs> I think the first thing is, is uh, you know, I just say, it, you know, a little bit of the prep work. And I do pin. I'm not I'm not somebody who I can't sew a curve like a drawing path without using pins because it just doesn't come out right. I end up ripping it. So mm -hmm. I just get people to put some pins in and pin carefully. And I think the prep advance work of that pays off in the end because then you just sew the block slowly and uh use the needle down position on your sewing machine so that when you stop, you can shift and adjust the fabric. 
And uh, with time, you can pick up speed and, and just kind of truck along doing it. Um, because if you don't do some of those things, in the end, you end up having to rip everything out, and you're wasting more time and getting more frustrated. So, Do you find um, – I know that when I did – a, a New York beauty um, quilt a while back that that the first couple is sort of like slow and a little rough, but then later they just sort of it, it, like it's like if you do a bunch in a row, they get easier. You get in a group, yeah. And what I what I have tell folks to do is really to you know once they know what their quilt's going to be like to prep all the blocks and to just pin a whole bunch of them together and then just sit down and. Uh, just sew one after the other, and you pick up some momentum, and before you know it, um, it's second nature. Yeah. I love the idea of prepping them in advance. How Do you, do you have, like, a tray you put them on? How do you keep it organized? Um, no, I wish I was that organized. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what I do is I just cut them out, and I just take a whole slew of them with me, and I usually sit in front of the TV at night with my pin cushion, and I just sit there and pin them together and put them in a big pile on my lap or someplace. And when I run out of pins, I stop. And then I take them down <laughs> to the sewing room and throw them at the sewing machine. And then maybe the next day I start sewing. Uh, uh-huh. That's kind of how I do it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when your lap's full of drunkers path blocks, then you, you're done. That's like... Yeah, when your lap is full, you run out of pins, right? Yeah. Do you find that there's a certain kind of pin that's better than another kind for this? Um, I like using a, a really a fine uh, shaft pin um, mm-hmm. because it doesn't really distort the fabric. Um, there's some from Clo- that Clover puts out that are nice little glass head pins that mm-hmm. work, or even the flower head pins. Uh, you know, that, but they have a thin shaft, and so that's what I like. Yeah, you don't want anything too thick that when you sort of rock it in there, it makes like a bump, right? It, it makes a bump, and it, yeah, it just causes problems, right? Yeah. yeah. And I like I like the big flower head pins because the shaft is long, and what happens is like when I'm coming down to the final end of the block, I can take that flower head pin and just help steer the last part of the block under the presser foot and into the needle so everything's straight and, and you know, squared up at the end. Oh, that's a good tip. So you actually just use it like, like almost like a stylist or something. To... As a stylist, yeah, yeah. Neat. So you're so clever. That's really good. Um, now, I want to I want to ask you a fun question uh, <laughs> because, <Uh-oh>. okay. <laughs> because you're here. <laughs> oh no! So so uh, how you know like. How often do you clean your machines? I mean, I know you you run a long arm and you have your regular machine. It was like, you know, do you like just wait for the noise or what's going on? <laughs> well, uh, on my Bernina, I can program the, the welcome screen, and every time I turn it on, there's this big sign that says "Clean me" with exclamation <laughs> points. Uh, but I don't always always do that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm bad. I admit it. I wait for the clunking of the needle to know that the thud that I should, like, change the needle and probably clean it. Um, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit better, but I had a bad experience the other day. I took the machine into the dealer because I was going to do an embroidery class to learn how to use the embroidery unit. I went to change the switch plate, and I popped it off, and, oh, my God, it was dirty. <laughs> Thankfully, she left the room to get something, so I quickly scrambled to get all the dirt off before she came back and she wasn't yelling at me. <laughs> I know. It's like occasionally you have like this felt pad in there. You're like, hmm, how did I get any stitches out of this? It's like, 
Oh, goodness gracious. So when, um, when you go out and teach, uh, what kind of classes do you teach? We have about two minutes. Oh, I've got all kinds of classes. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of them I, I'm doing a lot of the curve teaching classes because um, with, the, with the book coming out, uh, The Drunkard's Path and Winding Ways. And I do, like, intermediate and advanced techniques with piecing, um, uh, doing that. But I also do uh, finishing techniques like bindings and uh, some straight-line quilting things on a domestic sewing machine. Um, so I have a, a wide variety of things that I offer in, um, in terms of teaching. Okay, and they can find that at your website? They can find that on my website, bigrigquilting.com, and all those classes are listed there. And... Uh, they can see what they are, and, and yeah, I'd be happy to go out and teach anywhere. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the. We'll go back to the book here again. Um, do you have one quilt in there? You're like, were kind of surprised as you were making it. Like either it turned out differently than you were planning, or it was like way better than you thought after you got it done. Um, I I think uh, the quilt I, I liked was the one that's called Test Pattern. It's a red and white quilt with some yellow in it. And um, I just like how the block disappears and kind of you really don't know it's a drunkard's path block there, and it almost looks like you've got fan blades. And then, you know, I played around with some other things and designed software, and lots of fun things can happen if you swap out colors and put things where you don't normally think they would be. So there are a lot of possibilities with that one, I think. Yeah, it is very cool. You have to look at it a few times and say, hmm, you have to look for the drunkard's path in it. It's uh I love those kind of <laughs> – it's like an optical illusion kind of thing. Right. So where do you um, – you have like like about 15 seconds. Where do you go next? Um, I go next Tuesday to the Threadbears Quilting Guild in Cheryl, New York, to do a talk there. And uh, so that would be great. That's outside of Syracuse. Ah, fun. You're going to have fun. And hopefully yeah. it's not – cold there yet you're up in that area well, already <laughs> well it's getting cold but no snow yet <laughs> oh no snow yet oh my god new york <laughs> up there <laughs> thank you john this has been wonderful congratulations on your book thanks pat bye-bye we'll be back right after the break Boost your sewing skills from start to finish with daily tips from the editors of American Patchwork and Quilting. Visit tips.allpeoplequilt.com for inspiration. Hi, I'm Linda Augsburg. Join me for a fun video series called Show Me How, brought to you by Baby Luck. Each month, I'll show you how to complete a simple project from start to finish. Learn new techniques, see tips, and sew a great project with me. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash videos to watch. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com.
Take an ultimate shop hop tour of 11 top quilt shops. You'll find them all in the current issue of Quilt Sampler. Available now at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Welcome back to American Patrick and Quilting's talk show. In this whole second half of the show, I am delighted to be able to talk fabric in depth with the wonderful Allison Glass. Uh, Allison is uh, a fabric designer and a quilt designer and an author and products and embroideries. And we're going to we're going to deep dive for um, nice uh, chat between Allison and I. So, Allison, it was really great to be able to spend time with you uh, at the event in Chicago that we did for SoPro. Hi, Pat. How are you? I am Good. I am so good. good. So did you, uh, good. did you recover right. Yeah, it was trip? great. SoPro was really super. Um, it was uh, such a different event, which I think is really exciting for the industry. And um, uh, I, I particularly enjoyed, uh, frankly, how serious uh, the people were that were attending. Um, it was just kind of a... Um, uh, really, really neat to see so many people that uh, were interested in getting involved um, in working in, in the industry. Yeah, it, w- it was a business conference. Everybody came with their business hat on and really diving, sure. I think. Yeah, really just mm-hmm. diving mm-hmm. into stuff. Um, no matter where you went, somebody would ask or share or, you know, connect. Um, so it was... It was super lovely. What, there were like 120 people? Is that it? Yeah, I think it was something like that, 120 plus the people that were there um, teaching and lecturing um, and running the event. So, yeah, I really hope it's something that will grow and um, be a really good resource for um, making connections and and, um, sharing information and all kinds of good, good things that people need to know. I was uh, I was lucky enough to be able to sit in on one of your talks because you were doing uh, kind of how your your fabrics developed, and this was from the business mm-hmm. side of it. But still, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got a lot out of it listening, you know, to your story because I can remember Allison going to the market when your first fabric line like debuted, um, oh, and really? you had the booth. Yes, I do. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good. What year was that? Do you remember the? It's like. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm not so good with years. Um, oh yeah. Lucky penny. I guess. Oh, it's okay. I guess it's been about four years since it came out. I think that's right. So, and what was the name of it again? It's been a while. Lucky penny was oh, my yeah. first fabric line. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which just didn't fall. Might have been five years. Anyway, something like that. Four yeah. or five years. Yeah, um, so a little while now. Now, when when you did that one, um, you came. One of the things that you that I learned was that you came from more of this uh, using home deck fabrics, but also you used quilt fabrics for your home deck projects. Right. Um, when when you right. approach, tell me how you thought about approaching that line when you were coming up with all the patterns for it. That first one. Um, well, I, in, in my former business where I did home 
remodels for people. Um, I started using a lot of the fabric that was coming from the quilting industry because it had the kind of colors and um, interesting design that I was looking for, um, more so than what you would see in a lot of traditional home deck type fabrics, at least however many years ago that was. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the bigger, bolder prints and, um, you know, certainly you find that in quilting fabrics. I was using a fairly specific type of, of quilting fabric, I would say. Um, um, a lot of, you know, Anna Maria Horner and Amy Butler, mm-hmm. Joel Dewberry, those sorts of things. Um, and at the time, um, they were putting that on home deck fabric quite a bit. So um, it was quilting fabric, but it was geared towards home deck, I would say. And then mm-hmm. from there, I really... Uh, Frankly, I had a lot to learn about what people need in a quilting fabric and in a quilting line. So I would say that first line was, while it did have um, the things that you look for in a in a quilting fabric line, you know, different scales and different, you know, some more organic, some more geometric type prints, it tended to be a bit on the larger scale side as a whole. Um, certainly the main print was quite large. It was a 24-inch repeat that took up the whole the whole space of the you know like 15 or 16 colors and yeah um and you know a lot of the questions i got early on was well, what do i do with this and um you know i love using large-scale prints and just cutting them up and rearranging them and seeing what you get it's kind of like a like a fun you know mystery box sort of but um um so you, you know I, I would say over the years i still do larger scale designs and colorful things, but I also am sure to, to pair that with um, other prints that are, that make it a little easier to know what to do with those things in, in, in a quilt, I would guess. Now, now your lines have that balance that, you know, quilt quilters need. (laughs) That's right. Right. And then we've done some things where we'll have a line that maybe are a specific thing. You know, like um, Abacus was a line that was out of, I don't know, a year or two ago, where all of the backgrounds were white with a lot of um, line work on it. The intention of that line was for it to be good for backgrounds. Um, mm-hmm. So we do some, some different things with the lines to try to make sure that as a whole, people are getting what they need to be able to do the projects that they want to do. Now, let, let, I want to talk about color and a little bit okay. about how you, um, you know, how you pick a, a color palette for mm-hmm. for your work. Uh, can you just sort of walk through maybe one of the lines, whatever line you know you makes the most sense about how you developed a color palette for it? Well, no matter what line it is, it always stems from. Um, a usability standpoint, you know, like what would these colors be colors that I would want to be surrounded by first of all. And then if I'm surrounding myself with those colors, is it for a garment or is it for um, a quilt? Is it for pillows or curtains, whatever the end use is, I want to be sure that the color fits with, um, with the use and with what the designs are. Um, And then as far as, you know, if it's a regular, Print, uh, quilt print group, I want to be sure that people can um, have a range of colors that will look good together and then also look good in, again, whatever the use is for the project. Um, mm-hmm. Sunprint 
is a very specific line. It's a it, it's blender fabrics. So in those, I want to be sure that people have almost a whole like you know paint box worth of um, colors that they can use. And on with that only one, those, um, or mixed with other things as well. Yeah, and on the sun print. I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I can look at it and see like they're all sort of tonal too. You don't have a print that has like five different colors in it. They're right. all more exactly. Like the intention is that 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 they be more tonal or blender. Um, our new group in 2017 that's coming out. Uh, one of the prints has a few more colors, but it's still mm-hmm. very tonal intentionally. That's the point right. of that group is for it to be a, a good blender. So when you designed it, that you had that goal, and that's how you focused what you were going to build, because it's sort of like a rainbow right. of everything. Um, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you also are doing other fibers, and we have time to you know sort of explore this. But I thought we'd just touch on that first. So, you what? How many different fibers are you designing for now? Like um, well, currently tea. what's out on the market, there's the regular quilting cotton, which is the majority of the SKUs. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second largest group would be um, handcrafted, which is also a 100% cotton um, fabric, but it is a batik fabric, so it's a little bit lighter than a regular quilting cotton. It's, it makes it a, a nice weight for garments as well as um, quilting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a group of jersey knit fabrics that they're solid colors there's 11 different colors in the group right now um that andrew and i developed it's a really nice high quality 100 percent cotton jersey knit fabric that's good for garments um it's really stable so it's easy to sew with especially if you're new to sewing with knits um and we've also used it in a lot of um quilt type applications uh, such as reverse applique or the backs of quilts it makes a really cozy quilt back situation um and then i'm working currently on some other substrate that will be really great for garments those are not out quite yet um but hopefully pretty soon i think that's it for now yes something to look forward to that's right always always (laughs) yeah so let me let's talk about the um your artisan fabrics the batik ones a bit when you um you know, how did the thought process go for you on that? Because you've been doing the cottons for the quilting industry. Did you pick up some batiks somewhere and got excited about them? Were you approached by Andover? What happened? Yeah, um, in that case, Andover was looking to do some um, fabrics using the batik process, um, which is a hand-stamped, hand-dyed process. They use Mm-hmm. Wax actually put wax on the fabric and and uh, go through a series of of dyeing processes that make it have the look that it has. Um, they were looking to do some batik fabrics that were more oriented towards a specific designer. A lot of batik fabrics are are made in a general way and then chosen by the manufacturers. They pick the ones they like and they make a collection out of it. Um, they were wanting to do one, some, some groups that had more to do with a specific designer. So they asked if I would be interested in um, looking at trying to use the batik process, but in a way that might appeal more to um, 
modern quilters that maybe hadn't mm-hmm. used been interested in using batiks in the past. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a huge generalization, but that was sort of the line <laughs> of thought. Um, yeah. At the time, I was, yeah, right. Um, at the time, I had also been really interested in um, trying to figure out how to make um, fabric designs that I thought would be good for garments. So mm-hmm. for me, being a person that wears jeans and T-shirts and fairly plain, you know, not crazy print fabrics very much, mm-hmm. um, that in my mind uh, needed, it meant that it needed to be, the designs should be a little more flowy with a lot more um, open space, um, not a kajillion colors, that sort of thing. So yeah. um, it was really great timing, actually, where, where I had had designs in mind but I wasn't sure how to produce those and have it have the look that I really wanted in a regular printing process. But it, they, it worked really well to to put it in this petite printing process. So those first, uh, the first handcrafted line and well, all of them actually in some ways um, were definitely geared towards what I thought would be great in garment fabric, mm-hmm. um, and they are. Uh, but yeah. then what happened after that was that people were using them so phenomenally in quilting that. You know, it, it, it's really just really beautiful. So it gives a nice hand, handmade look in the fabrics, and people are going and making their hand, handmade items as well. So it's a nice, um, really putting all of the the um, uh, handcraftedness, I guess you could say, into mm-hmm. all of the levels of the um, of the process. Yeah, I love the images that you put on your batiks. I have batiks in my lines, so I mm-hmm. understand, you know, yeah. I know like the process. Yeah. You have to think a lot differently about how very you do image work yeah. on a batik mm-hmm. um, because of the process. I love the logo that you did because those seem to be like a lot of the images you put on the fabric. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. Yeah. Neat. Now, do you um, have the motifs batiks, are more are they, simple. Are they mm-hmm. large-scale designs, or they tend to be a little smaller? We have about uh, 30 seconds till the break. Oh, they are. They tend to be small to medium, I'd say. The, the mm-hmm. ones in this last group we did were a little bit larger, um, which look great cut up in patchwork. And um, so it, 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 it's both, but I would say it trends to be a little smaller, I guess. Smaller, yeah, and a, and a little Not bit tiny. more open, from what I could see. Yeah, it, it's more the more the openness of the design would mm-hmm. be a better way to describe it, even than scale, I guess. Uh, right. In some ways. Right. I, I love that about oh. about yours. Um, we're going to take a break, Allison. Okay. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk a bit about the projects people are making and what you're seeing out there with them. And then we'll talk about the clothing fabric. So we'll be right back. Looking for fresh, simple, and fun projects and ideas? Check out the current issue of Quilts and More magazine at your local quilt shop or on newsstands. Join American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ Magazine. See our editors share their tips, ideas, and techniques by visiting allpeoplequilt.com and clicking on videos. See what other quilters are up to on the American Patchwork and Quilting page on Facebook. Simply go to facebook.com and search for APQ Magazine. 
Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I am talking to Allison Glass and doing some really great deep dive on uh, her fabrics. So, Allison, people make things with your fabric all the time. Um, how do they share them with you? Um, really, uh, we look at all the social media um, outlets. Instagram is particularly good and probably what we look at the most. Um, the main hashtag is just hashtag Allison Glass, my name, keep it simple, right? Um, yeah. When Ellen Allison, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff under the two Allison Glass name, too, just if people want to see mm-hmm. more stuff, but, but technically it's when Al. And, um, and then if you really, really want me to see something, you can always yeah. email it to info at allisonglass.com. Um, other more specific hashtags, just put AG in front of whatever fabric line it, it is, and that's a good place to look for things as well. Yeah. Good. Well, so what are a few of the items that just that recently, you know, you can you that come to mind that people shared the type of things they shared? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, they're sharing all kinds of things all the time. Um, uh, Sunprint is is one of the most the things I see out there the most, and um, people are doing a lot of cool stuff. You know, with the whole spectrum of color, lots of rainbowiness going on, which is always fun. Um, I'm starting to see more, a little bit more, still in spectrum order, but a little bit more limited palette, um, which I'm, okay. I really love that. I think that's a nice, um, similar idea, but shifting things a bit, which is kind of cool to start to be seeing. Um there's a print from uh, one of my regular print lines, Ex Libris. The print is Art Theory. That line's been out for a while now, but it's a circle-shaped um, kind of color wheel of, of uh, moths and bugs and flowers and, and those sorts of things. It's a pretty detailed design. It works really – the size of it seems to work really well for people in um, bags and wallets and ah. smaller things. So that yeah. is one that I definitely see a lot. Um, yeah. And we've just started uh, – sample bits of a couple of new fabric lines, 76 and Insignia, that are shipping next month have just started going out. So I'm excited to be seeing bits of those things popping up. Um, not, it's not quite shipping yet, but it's out mm-hmm. there, trickling out there into the world, and that's been fun to see. Now, you also create a catalog um, showing how to use the fabrics. Um hmm and that's a, that's available to anybody, not just for stores, right? Yeah, there's a digital version on my website, um, just mouth and glass. Try to keep it simple. Yes. And um, <laughs> then we have a print version that um, that's, uh, that a lot of the shops have. If mm-hmm. you're shopping, you don't have it, let me know. We'd love to send it to you. Um, and that those are you know cycling around there in the world, but. Um, yeah, the catalog was uh, definitely a, a big undertaking this last year to kind of put all the pieces together in one place. Mm-hmm. So it combines um, a lot of the the uh, fabrics that I've designed along with the patterns. Um, I have a pattern company. I think we have 26 quilts, embroidery, and garment patterns now, which is exciting. So it, it's, it's really pulling together all of the products that, that have been created in one place so people can get a really good feel for what's available. 
Yeah, it's gorgeous. You do you do all the photography? Um, that one was a mix of people. Mm. I did a lot of it, um, mm-hmm. um, and then you know some of the ones that frankly look really professional were were <laughs> by a couple of professional photographers that helped us out, Jamie Swanson yeah. and uh, Scotty Margo. Did, did the photos of the garment pattern um, mm. that are really kind of dark and moody and mm. and pretty fun. My kids in a lot of them, so that's kind of cool. But um, uh, yeah, so it was definitely a mix. But um, but uh, I did quite a few. So yeah, you're a beautiful. Very time consuming. Those those uh, photographers are really. I'm amazed at what they can do. So it's good stuff. Yeah. The cover of the one, which is your spring 2016 right now with your daughter mm-hmm. on it, is just, mm-hmm. it's just like mystical. It's so pretty. Oh, thank you. That's what I wanted it to turn out like. So so I'm glad you think that. Yeah. yeah. She stood there serenely for a long time while I snapped away. So <laughs> she's a good sport, which is really helpful. But, yeah. Um, Hold still, honey. Hold still, right? Yeah. yeah. To, down to the left. No to the right. No to the yeah. left. Yeah, keep your she arm puts, out she puts there. Up with it, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's a great person, so it's uh, it's fun to get to do some of these things with her as well. So, tell me about the um, the clothing patterns and the jersey fabric. Tell me a little bit about sure. that. And I also want to talk about Bernina uh, before we finish. So, okay, all right. I'll turn it to you. Can cut me off if I go on too long about anything, <laughs> uh, which I tend to do. So, um, yeah, the garment patterns were a new release um, in the spring. Um, it was a, a project that I worked on for about two years with my good friend Karen Lepage, who's an amazing garment um, sewer and an amazing teacher and just an all-around really great person, I'd say. Um, she, I, I had this idea that I wanted to make some garment patterns that would be packed full of really useful kind of um, pieces that a person could essentially create an entire wardrobe with just one or two of the patterns. So uh, there's two of them in, so far in the series. One is called Woven Essentials. It uses woven fabrics. The other is Knit Essentials, which is for sewing with knits. Um, both of the patterns start out with one um, kind of uh, main dress, and then from that dress there are five or six major variations. So you can pull out, you know, a, t- okay. a T-shirt, skirts of different lengths, a tunic in one, a little tank top in one, um, a different type of dress in the woven one. So just and then also uh, modifications for sleeve lengths and adding embellishments. So you know you can. It's really been fun to see people use the same pattern but have two, make two or three items that look totally different, which was completely the point of the pattern. Um, and it, it also has a really great um, fitting guide. Um, mm-hmm. Karen and I are really into the idea of helping people learn how to fit garments to themselves because that's mm-hmm. going to make it, you know, one of the main reasons we sew is to have clothing that actually fits. Um, so that there's a really great process walking through um, um, fitting the garment. Uh, so you have a pattern that is just for you, which is very cool. Um, the, yeah. We feature a lot of the handcrafted fabrics in the woven pattern. And then the knit pattern, um, now I have these line of jersey knits that goes along well with that pattern being really high quality, easy to sew with jersey. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where you have some, app, you know, like a reverse applique embellishments and things on the, the pieces. 
Yes, both both booklets have um, the last chapter is there's five or six embellishments that we walk people through. They can add to the uh, to their piece to make it, you know, an even more couture type item. I guess you could say. Yeah, they look incredible. Um, I've not sewn clothes for a long time. I sold them badly when I did sew them, but uh, that's. <laughs> I may have to try yeah. this. May have to try. Oh, this I hope so. We'll we'll send you some. I'd love you to give it a give it a whirl. There, um, um, it, it was a really a project of love for sure, and the the booklets themselves are printed in a really high quality way. And yeah, I'm just really pleased with the project and excited to see. Uh, where it goes. We're actually working on getting a sew-along together that will hopefully oh. get started in early October, early to mid-October, mm-hmm. so people can be on the lookout for that. Um, we're uh, Karen is rolling out um, a bunch of tutorials that will support the pattern even more, um, more visuals and more mm-hmm. information for everyone. So I think it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun because people get so inspired to see what everybody else is making, um, mm-hmm. U- mm-hmm. using the mm-hmm. same the same project. Oh, nice, clever! You yeah. guys are clever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's been good to see that um, you know people in a variety of body types and sizes have made the pattern, and it looks great on everyone. So that was definitely a goal, and um, I'm really pleased to see to see that happening. Now you work with uh, Bernina, uh, so tell me a little bit about do. that. What do you do? You do. Go out and visit their factory. Uh, that sounds like fun. Well, it's pretty. It's a pretty new thing. Um, uh, I'm a ambassador and spokesperson for them now, which is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I have always sewn on a Bernina, and up until recently, I have an 880 now that I've been using. Um, uh, but up until that time. Um, I had a couple of Bruninas, but the one that I mainly used was the one was one that belonged to my mom. So it's about oh. forty something years old, yeah. um, all metal, really great quality. So mm-hmm. um, when when they asked if I would be interested in in working with them, of course I jumped at the chance um, because I really, you know, personally feel not only a, a connection but also um, that that they make a really quality product. So you're definitely investing in um, the long term when you buy a Bernina and, and in something that is, um, I think, I think really super quality. Um, mm-hmm. As, you know, I, I've had this one for so many years and have thrown way more stuff on it than I'm probably supposed to as far as uh, pushing it <laughs> to its limits. And because I use it for my home deck business and I sewed, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of pillows and all kinds of things that you probably shouldn't yeah. do through a, a little sewing machine. But um, but it always was great. I never had problems. With, I'd hear people talking about the problems they had with their sewing machine all the time and I'm like, I don't know, mine works fine. I just put the yeah. thread in, it's good to go. Um, so that's been a really great thing. It's been neat to get to know some of the people involved, and um, I'm just looking forward to doing more in the future with them. Yeah. Have you gone to Switzerland? No, no. Not, hopefully I will. Not yet. Yeah. Would that be fun? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, I'll- right? That's right. Know. You need to you need to see where they're made. You know, just keep repeating mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I went to the Bernini University this summer that they have for their dealers, and that was really great to get to meet a ton of people and see the new products, see what they're up to, and kind of how the world works in there. Um, 
and then I'll go up to the their U.S. Um, offices in December, I think, for a little mm-hmm. bit, check out some mm-hmm. stuff up there. So good, good things. Um, I have the embroidery, some machine embroidery um, designs available now. We have released one collection already that is currently available through Bernina the Dealers, but after a little bit, it'll be available through the main website, um, the main OESD website. And then the second collection um, will be starting to show really soon here. Um, it will be available after fall quilt market. Um, that goes along well with my new fabric line. Um, we're really, I'm really excited about those designs. We're going to hopefully put them on some bags and garments really soon here. Yeah, I got a peek at um, at the ones because there was a dealer at the SoPro and she was running your designs and they were just oh, nice. so, so cool over there. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks. Allison, this has been so much fun. Thank you for being able yeah. to come on and do sort of like a long chat with me about your things. Oh, always. Well, you're easy to talk to. So thanks so much for having me. And um, it was really, really fun and super. But everybody can go visit Allison at allisonglass.com, uh, and from there you can find her if you like to hang out on Instagram. Um, if you're a Facebook person, she has a Facebook page, too. So thanks, Allison. I'll see you in Houston. Thanks. Bye. So this is uh, Pat Sloan for American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. If you want to go out to allpeoplequilt.com and sign up for the newsletter, check around out there. Um, also, uh, I'd like you to go visit the Moda Bake Shop. Uh, they have some fabulous, fabulous uh, projects that you can download. Uh, I will be out and about, and so maybe I will see you personally at an event that I'm teaching at. You can see what I'm doing at patsloan.com. See you next week. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening.